Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of American Soccer Quick Kicks. I'm your host, David Wright, and I'm here today to talk all about the United States men's national team. We are ready once again for another window of World Cup qualifying matches. We will have three matches inside a week starting Thursday of this week. So as a reminder, we are in the final round of qualifying for CONCACAF. There are eight teams in competition. The top three are guaranteed to advance to this year's World Cup in Qatar, with the fourth-place finisher playing in an intercontinental playoff match later in the year. So right now, the United States sit in second place. Canada is in first. The United States is just one point behind them. And then one point behind the United States, we have both Mexico and Panama level on points, with Mexico sitting in third off tiebreakers. And there is starting to be a bit of a separation after Panama. The other teams lower on the table don't look like they're going to be making a big push. But Panama is the one that Canada, United States, and Mexico have to worry about. So Panama is that is that one team that could play spoiler for somebody and is the, is the team that these other three at the top of the table need to be watching out for. So let's get right into it. The first match coming up will be this Thursday, Thursday night at 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN2. The United States will be hosting El Salvador in Columbus, Ohio. Then on Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock Eastern, the United States will travel to Hamilton to play Canada, and that game will be seen on Paramount+. And then this window will finish up with Wednesday night's match against Honduras. The United States will be hosting that match in St. Paul, Minnesota. It will be on at 7.30 Eastern on FS1. So the home matches against El Salvador and Honduras are matches that the United States should expect to win. Those are the games that you need to collect the full points from when you're playing some of these lower-level teams at home. You expect to get full points. The only team that should give us trouble is going to be Canada, and we'll be traveling to Hamilton there, so they're going to have the home field advantage. So that should be the only team that gives us trouble. However, I do expect that that being the middle match of these three could be the match where we see the most rotation. That could be the match where we're not going to put our top lineup on the field. So that'll be the most interesting thing to see. Unfortunately, it's not only going to be only available on Paramount+, Plus, at least for English speakers in the United States, but it's also going to be going on at the same time as the AFC Championship game with the NFL. So the game that looks like it's going to be the most hotly contested and the most critical in this sequence is also likely to be the least watched. But nevertheless, you can stay tuned to American Soccer Quick Kicks, and I will be sure to keep you up to date on all the results. Um, there is going to be, though, a mitigating factor that could really neutralize the United States' uh, advantage over El Salvador and Honduras, and that's going to be the weather. U.S. soccer has the freedom to choose basically any city in the country Country to host their home matches. And they have decided, in all their wisdom, to place both of these matches that are taking place at the end of January, the beginning of February, right here in the middle of winter. We're going to be playing these games in Columbus, Ohio, and St. Paul, Minnesota. The temperatures for both of these games are expected to be in the 20s Fahrenheit, each with a chance of snow. And it doesn't get any better for that match in, in Hamilton, Ontario, where it's likely to be similar extreme winter conditions. I know that the logic is that the players from El Salvador and Honduras might not be able to handle the colder weather, 
But that also, you know, those are conditions that the Americans have to play in. And when it's that cold, it can really maybe take the edge off your talent advantage. And I think the United States is talented enough that they could play these games in a more reasonable climate and still expect to come away with full points. So it remains to be seen if these winter temperatures and these winter conditions are going to level the playing field and give El Salvador and Honduras more of a chance against us than they would normally have. So there's only going to be three more matches after these three which is to say there's only one more window for qualifying. So this is really going to be a critical window for solidifying each country's place in the table. So the United States should want to come away with at least seven points in these three matches. That would be two wins at home and a draw on the road. Anything less than six, and it starts to get worrisome. But if we can get seven or more, then we are in good shape going into the final window. At the end of last week, U.S. soccer finally announced their roster for this camp, for this qualifying camp. And it's a mix of familiar names that you might expect to see and a couple of new ones. In just a second, I'm going to give you my prediction for the starting lineup for this Thursday against El Salvador. But first, a few notes about the roster that's been selected for this camp. First of all, in defense, Reggie Cannon is back. He has had a troublesome uh, club scene, not able to get a lot of playing time with his club. And I don't think we've seen him with the U.S. since the Nations League last June. But he's back as a, as a right-sided fullback. John Brooks, who for a long time many considered to be the United States' top-rated center back, is now once again snubbed, and he's not in this camp. That's two camps in a row where we've not seen him. He did have some subpar performances for the U.S. in the early qualifying windows, and so far, Burhalter has not seen fit to bring him back. Now, on the other hand, there's another Brooks, Brooks Lennon, who plays right-side fullback for Atlanta United, and he's someone who's not seen very many caps, but he earned a look for the January camp that was the all-MLS that I mentioned in the last episode. He was called in for that camp, and apparently he had a good camp, and he impressed Burhalter because Burhalter has kept him around for this roster, and he's actually going to be available for these matches. He's going to be on the bench, most likely. But good for Brooks Lennon. He's leveling up and getting some time with the national team. Our midfield selection is an expected mix of both our European-based professionals, such as Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Tyler Adams, but also the trio of Burhalter's favorite MLS midfielders, whose names will be very familiar to you if you followed the team last year or listened to this show. That's Sebastian Legette, Christian Roldan, and Kellen Acosta. So they're all in this mix also. As far as forward goes, congratulations to Jordan Morris. He's battled back from an injury, and he's once again in this camp. We have we see that Daryl DK and Josh Sargent were both not invited to this camp. DK has successfully been sold by Orlando to West Brom in England, but he has also just recently, since this roster came out, has come down with an injury. Josh Sargent has also been left off this roster, and he has been underwhelming for both club and country. However, he has recently made the move from Germany to England and was playing in the Premier League for Norwich when he scored a brace, which is to say two goals in one game on the very same day that this roster announcement was made. One of those was in spectacular fashion, and I recommend that you go find a clip of that out there online. But as far as who I expect to see start, I think it's going to be fairly obvious for anyone who followed this team closely last year. I expect us to come out strong with our best possible lineup for the home matches because we got to make sure we secure those six points. Now, Gio Reyna is one of our top players, and he's injured, so he's not in this camp. Also, Zach Steffen, the question at goalkeeper was always, do you go Zach Steffen 
or Matt Turner, who's our number one goalkeeper. Well, it looks like that decision might have been made just a little bit easier because Stefan has actually had some tightness in his back and has been slow to arrive in camp. And I would think that would probably give the edge to Turner. Perhaps Stefan's not quite ready to go. So I'm going to go ahead and say we'll, we'll see Matt Turner in goal. And then the rest of the lineup, there's not a lot, not, not going to be a lot of question in my opinion. I think left to right across the back, we'll see Anthony Robinson, Walker Zimmerman, Miles Robinson, and Serginho Dest. The midfield is going to be our best three guys, Weston McKinney, who has been one of Juventus's best players lately. He's been top form, the top form of his life. Weston McKinney and also Eunice Musa and Tyler Adams. And then left to right across the top, you can expect Christian Pulisic, Ricardo Pepe, and I'm going to say Tim Weah. I think the only real question we're going to have here is that right winger position. It's either going to be Tim Weah or Brendan Anderson. Ricardo Pepe, by the way, was is a 19-year-old kid who just shot up the charts last year and is having just an incredible ride. He has been sold for $20 million from Dallas in MLS to Augsburg, who is in the middle of a relegation battle at the bottom of the Bundesliga. And they have brought him in in hopes of being able to stay at the top level there in Germany. So congratulations to Ricardo Pepe. His star continues to rise. So I think that's going to about wrap it up for this episode of American Soccer Quick Kicks. I will likely come back after this window is over. It's possible I can get a show in after Sunday and before the Wednesday night match against Honduras. But nevertheless, tune in with me to watch these games. Again, we have El Salvador at home at 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN2. And then we go to Canada to play at 3 o'clock Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. And then Wednesday night, we'll conclude this window, 7.30 Eastern on FS1, where we will play Honduras in Minnesota. So stay tuned for all that action. See if the weather makes a difference. And let's hope we can get seven points out of this window. So tune in with me. Watch some soccer with me this week. And I'll be back to talk to you next time.